You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Kedron Elliott, and my co-host, me, Liz Parkin. <laughs> Kedron, what are you playing with? You look like you've got a conducting stick. No, it's a... It's the, well, it's a nail art brush. Oh. I've got my fancy uh, happiness background. background that I've just created. I noticed you were just creating that and you had exactly the same thought as me at the time. I was thinking, oh, we need a different background, don't we? So we shall take a little photograph and put that up on uh, Book of Face. Uh, so why have you got makeup brush on your desk? Do you do your na- nails there? Well, yeah, I've been trying to. After, you know, our last... Um, podcast or actually a couple of weeks ago podcast where we were doing the pampering things yeah we we're talking about nails and face masks and stuff I've been trying to take care of my nails a little bit more because you said you always do yours like on zoom calls while you're listening yeah. to people and things yeah in fact you've just taken because you had um a dark color on earlier on today didn't you yes I did yeah I and it was a manicure it lasted as long as yours because we did our nails together didn't we the other weekend so mine's mine all- is still oh. looking cool and, um, yes I did like by that new nail thingy that you've got yeah, very nice very nice so what have you been up to this week when you've not been talking to me or painting your nails i'll tell you what we we need to be doing and it's not very interesting but it's putting together all our policies and procedures for our lovely buddies oh yes we are working <laughs> on that aren't we we're working on lots of behind the scenes activity yes. we have got some lovely buddies who are uh getting involved with all sorts of things helping us out with the the running of the buddies so um yeah sarah's helping us with uh, our policies and procedures we've got our lovely team leaders now who are fortunately thank goodness it, it did start off a bit chaotic for the first week for them but it's all settled yeah. down now and our our team leaders are working really really well and, and helping us no end uh, we've also got jackie owen who's helping us with our social media and uploading lots of uh, interesting yeah. useful files to our buddies so yeah. We've been really fortunate, I think, in the last couple of weeks. People have really stepped up and uh, started um, helping us even more. And also the vaccines, we've had to um, more than double our support with the vaccine. So we've gone from, from four people on a shift to eight people on a shift. And this week we've gone from two shifts to three shifts. Um, so, yeah, today, uh, tomorrow and uh, Saturday, we've deployed about, oh gosh, over 24 different people who are helping with the vaccines. And I must say a big thank you also to Nikki at Morrison's, who has just texted me today to say, can you pick up a a big hamper for the buddies, please? So I'm going to pop to Morrison's on Saturday morning and take it down to the buddies so they can all have a little uh, lucky dip from the Morrison's hamper. Isn't that nice? How many buddies we got to help him down on Saturday then? Is it a full compliment, like eight oh, people? Yeah, on Saturday, it'll be eight people in the morning and eight people, eight, eight people in the afternoon, so 16 people in total. I'll be doing my second shift uh, with MJ. We, we, do, we can manage Saturday shifts, but we both work full-time, so it's a bit tricky to do weekday shifts. But it's been amazing. I mean, people have been... Some people are doing three shifts this week. Some people are doing two shifts. It's it's great. Um, the, the bless them. I can't remember who it was, put the first picture on our buddies chat this morning. And they said it's minus six degrees. And I was like, it can't be. It looks so nice outside. And then when I took the dog for a walk, I was like, oh, yeah, it is. And, of course, standing around, it really is even colder, isn't it? 
So uh, well done to the buddies. Thank you so much. And actually, there was another picture put on our, our chat. A very nice gentleman came over to the ladies down there today with a huge bag of Marks and Spencer's treats and cakes and all sorts oh. i'm glad i wasn't there today because i might have been tempted and that would not <laughs> be very good on our diet would it now no no how are we getting on with our diet then lizzie well i think we're doing okay i was a bit cheesed off because i put on a pound uh but then i've lost it again this uh, last few days so i'm i'm up to 10 pounds off so far yeah me too Ten Ten pounds level off, pegging with you yeah. Whoa, what better challenge? Beat kids, beat kids, beat kids. <laughs> Are we going to have some sort of incentive? The first person to lose a stone buys the other bottle of gin or something. Aye, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My incentive is that I'll just get slim enough so that you can give me all your clothes. There's <laughs> <laughs> various people from time to time. I think, oh, when I'm when I'm as slim as you, I'll um I'll borrow that dress off you. Thanks very much. Never <laughs> <laughs> mind that. I'll get MJ to take you. Very welcome to. Get a new wardrobe so um so yeah diet's going well um we had our session with joe oh we're recording this on thursday the 11th of february so we must say a big happy birthday to joe brimmel yeah. down in down in surrey who is our nutritional coach he's a very dear friend of mine old school friend and uh, today's her birthday uh, and Joe's my oldest, oldest friend, oldest, oldest friend in my year group. She was always the one to have her birthday first out of my little circle of friends. Uh, but she's also one of my oldest friends. <laughs> so if you get what I mean. Happy birthday, Joe. Joe hopefully will um, be receiving some uh, flowers and a, and a bottle of organic red wine uh, delivered by my other dear friend, Lisa, who's down there in around the corner from her. Um, but we're, we're only allowed to drink organic red wine on this diet. Isn't that a shame? <laughs> Terrible shame. Terrible shame. <laughs> MJ came home yesterday from his favourite uh, booze shop uh with his with his uh requirements of beer and he said don't worry i haven't forgotten you and he produced loads of um tonic waters <laughs> i was like he said oh i've just thought i don't think you can drink gin at the moment can you i was like no he was like oh, sorry <laughs> that counts isn't it he was halfway I'll, there. Uh, I'll get back to my gin when i've lost three stone there we so go. Things coming up. So it's Valentine's Day, isn't it? On um, Sunday. Have you got anything planned, Liz? You're going to have a romantic dinner in? No, we are going to paint our new bathroom. Oh, how romantic. That will be, <laughs> yes, that will be as romantic as it gets. Um, I have got MJ a particularly nice present uh, oh, he will enjoy. But actually, I can tell you what it is because this is going to go out on Valentine's Day. Um, so it won't surprise it won't spoil the surprise uh, I, my husband is a chocoholic he's also a cheeseaholic um I was almost going to say he's an alcoholic but he's probably not an alcoholic but he <laughs> certainly is a chocoholic and a cheeseaholic so a friend of mine Linda who used to live opposite actually in, uh, in Antwich she has set up a little business doing these kind of I don't even know what you call them they're like chocolate trees but they're like a chocolate it's like a chocolate bouquet isn't it chocolate bouquet that's it that's it so yeah she has made uh, this fantastic array of chocolate which at the time I thought oh my goodness me MJ will love that he loves chocolate great then of course I thought oh well I looked at the picture that she sent me I was like oh my goodness me there's so many of my favorite chocolates on there how am I going to resist I can't have any of them on this diet I'm gonna have to be really super good she's gonna have to just stash them all away somewhere uh, but there's probably well even a bar a day I think there's a month's supply there's there's a good couple of months supply of chocolate on this uh, chocolate, a lot of chocolate for his nibs so that's what I've uh, got MJ what about you have you got anything nice for your man 
Um, I have, but I don't think it's going to arrive by Sunday. <gasps> what is it? What is it? What is it? It's really not very romantic or anything. It's some slippers. <laughs> Because I bought, he always asked for slippers every Christmas. And I didn't buy many this year because last year's are still still going. But they're like backless ones. And my other half is very, he's clumsy. You know I'm clumsy. Well, he's quite clumsy as well. And so he nearly breaks his neck every time he goes up and down the stairs. So I oh, really? Proper old man's <laughs> <laughs> moccasins. He's asked for them. They're in a nice colour. They're in a, like a green check. So we'll like those. But it's, it's not very um, romantic, really. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny i've always i've bought mj slippers from time to time and he's never worn them and then blow me he um he produced this pair of slippers which i thought he just must have had from my mum for one christmas or something and he was like oh no no I, I went online and i bought these and they're like little proper booties and he really liked them <laughs> the problem is jasper the dog also likes them so more often than not we find one frozen on the lawn down at the end of the garden <laughs> mm-hmm. but yes mm-hmm. i like my slippers i wear my slippers all the time literally well, that- that's the thing because he's always downstairs in the working in the on the dining room table. Well, I say dining room on the kitchen table because we don't have a dining room. Um, and it, you know, he's usually wearing his trainers. He's not wearing anything at all. And it's cold when you're sat at home. Yeah, yeah. Moving. So I thought it it was quite a thoughtful gift. Yeah, definitely. Stuff <laughs> it with some nice chocolate hearts or something. Well, I might put a can of beer in in each slipper. That was that'll keep him happy. Yeah, that's it. Brilliant. Just one more thing I, I forgot uh, to remember. Next week is also Random Acts of Kindness Week. Oh yes. So we've got a few bits and bobs that we're going to put out on the set, on social media and an Twitch Buddies page yep. and group of things. But just have a look at the website. Just Google it, Random Acts of Kindness, and think about little things that maybe you could do for you, your friends, your family, for yep. a stranger. That's going to kind of make their day. That's a really good idea. And get them into us. Send them to us on our Facebook page, and we will share them with you with everybody next week. Mm, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Right then, it's time to introduce our okay, guest. Let's do that. Okay, so I think it must be time now to meet our guest. We have got Sam Ruck from Vision. Sam, hello. Welcome to the Happiness Hub. Hi, thank you very much for having me on. Pleasure. Tell us a bit about yourself and your role at uh, Vision, Sam. Yeah, so I'm the Head of Therapeutic Services at Vision. So I look after all of the delivery of the counselling, the wellbeing work um, and oversee see all that and kind of look after the risk side of of the work that we do so to make sure that clients are safe in terms of clinical risk and safeguarding risk so it's a very yeah it's a broad and busy role give our listeners an overview as to what vision is all about what what is the charity yeah so vision we're a a young person's mental health charity um we're based in congleton but we work across cheshire east and a little bit into north staffordshire we're in biddulph and leek um, we provide counselling, mentoring, group work to young people. We also have um, family work as well, and we go into schools and do some training as well. So, um, but it's it's really grown. It's it Vision's twenty eight years old at the end of this year. Yeah, um, and it's changed massively over the over the course of 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 the time that it's been running. 
Where did it come from originally then? Yeah, so it was set up, it was a result of um, a number of young people's suicides in Congleton. And one of the young um, people that took their life was Lucy Forrester. And it's quite, it was a really, really tragic, obviously all suicides are, are really tragic, but it's really tragic. And her family set up vision as a response to that, what they didn't want, they wanted something you know, to come from from it and something positive. So it was set up by a church group, part of Trinity Church. They they pulled together a team of, of people and then they introduced, I think it was it was a listening ear service to start with, that they wanted somewhere for young people to go if they were feeling like they needed to speak to somebody. And it started off like that. And then a counsellor joined and they had a, a music group that ran and it's kind of really grown from that, really, mm. into kind of a much wider holistic service. So we like to at Vision be really client-led and work with what's right with the client. So that might be working with parents or it might be working um, in a more of a mentoring goal-based way or a counselling way. But yeah, just try to be really client-centred in our work. And what kind of ages is it that you work with? So our main services are 11 plus, but we do work for some of our contracts. We do work with four upwards. So we're in some primary schools um, and obviously we work with families that have young children as well. But our main services are 11 to 18 for Cheshire. And do you find you, are you in Congleton based? Is is it mainly sort of Congleton area? No, so it's Cheshire East wide. So we, we work across um yeah we've got a base in Crewe um we have a a small base in Biddulph um we'll work well pre-lockdown we were working out of Mac Medical Centre um Ulsager um Nutsford Poynton so it's quite wide obviously with lockdown we've kind of had to really you know pair pair back the kind of the face-to-face work so we're only doing a very small amount of face-to-face work currently in Congleton and Crewe yeah at the moment how do people find you is everybody signposted from a you know a health worker or or a doctor or something yeah i think people come in from quite a wide range of um avenues really we have people that uh, we take self-referrals so we ask people to self-refer but they can have heard from us through their school through their gp through word of mouth through their social worker and we you know we do quite a bit online sort of and social media on facebook Mm -hmm. and instagram um but yeah a lot comes from them you know parents going to the gp and speaking to their gp or you know they've spoken to friends and they say oh yeah my child has also been to vision and it's it's worked so why don't you try them um yeah and schools as well yeah and do you find is it is it mainly parents coming to you or do you find young people come to you as well yeah i know young people do come to us i'd say the the majority is probably parents, but for some of the clients, I'd say from 15 up, you do get um, young people themselves phoning up and just saying, look, I've, I've got to the point where I just really want to speak to somebody. You know, things have got a bit hard and I just I just want somebody to speak to mm. or I'm feeling a bit isolated. I want I want to reach out to somebody. And yeah. um, I mean, that's the thing that one of the things that always sort of I find really um, quite astounding is is just the maturity of some young people. Um, you know you can speak to a 16 year old and you think gosh they sound like they could be 30 they're so mature in the way that they speak which is amazing so 
Yeah, so we do get some self-referrals and they, they often they work really, really well because they're ready to engage and they're, you know, they're wanting to engage with the service. Okay. It's been a children's mental health uh, week last week um, and hence the reason that we had uh, North Staff's Mind on last mm. week and yourselves. Have you been doing anything this last week to highlight that? Or in fact, how have things been since COVID's happened? Has, has, how has that affected your services? Yeah, so we've, we've had to really change. I mean, we obviously do, a, like last week, it was a lot of online sort of content that we're putting out there around mental health week. And since COVID, I mean, the first lockdown, we we had to shift so quickly into working remotely. So we moved all our services to telephone and Zoom just so we could carry on touching base with client and still seeing them. I think what we didn't want to do is is for things to just stop because there was so much uncertainty at that time. Um, I do think the first lockdown was a little bit easier on young people, what with school was probably a bit more relaxed and the summer, (laughs) the weather was a lot better. And then we obviously went sort of started from September to go back in and do a little bit more face to face. Um, and going to a few more schools again Um, and then this lockdown again with obviously we're doing a very very small amount of face-to-face obviously with all the kind of risk of stuff taken into account but a lot of the school's work has now gone back online so yeah so we're back to doing kind of telephone and zoom um, counseling which you know for some people it works really really well and I think for vision we will going forward you know even after lockdown I think we'll still offer those services for you know for some people that live quite remote or it's really difficult for them to get into a face-to-face meeting uh, if parents are working shifts I think there is always going to now be that as service offer um, but also hopefully at some point we can get back to the face-to-face work that yeah that I know I think it's nice for people to have an option isn't it yeah definitely yeah I think some young people have said to us look it isn't they want to wait for the face-to-face but some young people said actually no it's been really nice I've been able to speak to somebody when I'm in my room I feel really comfortable the one of the really interesting things is that we're having quite a few more kind of high level risk but one of the there's been quite a bit of discussion around that is is it that it's high level risk or is it that when you're on the phone people feel easier to kind of explain how they're feeling quicker Mm. um and are you getting disclosures and things quicker because there's not that intensity of sitting there face to face with somebody so Mm. I think Ryan said something similar uh, last week didn't he you know the the way that they were communicating with kids so they had an instant messaging service Mm. but they've now done it seven days a week but he said Mm. um you know some of the things that are coming through um you know the the, the risk element though it was a lot more prevalent yeah and I think you know we we work really closely with our CAMS the child and adolescent mental health service with the NHS and they're seeing a much higher level of presentation and I do think it is the fact that it's this you know the lockdown in winter there's more pressure with online learning now Mm. that there wasn't before I think it's harder for families because you haven't got that ability just to go out for a walk mm. after work or school, have you? I mean, I know in the summer you saw a lot of families out walking together and it's just, I mean, it's freezing at the moment, isn't it? So yeah. you have to sort of think of different ways of kind of getting that respite. Yeah. When when a child or a young person discloses something to you, mm. are you duty bound to contact the parent or somebody yeah, and it, it all comes back to um, Gillick competence. 
really around what is the level of risk how old is the client and it's never really straightforward so yes if if we have a risk concern about somebody then we would we pass it on it's part of our legal duty Um, but risk is a massive gray area of different shades of browns and greys and it can be a bit muddy and you sometimes we have a whole we have a team that um we have quite a robust system so when we have a concern it goes in to our database it gets sent out to the safeguarding officers and then we will as a team decide with the worker what the next steps are so you know it can it can vary what you do with it depending on the age of the client what they're saying to you what do you think do you think there's an immediate risk it's you know I don't think I've ever had um one risk case that's the same Mm. and I and I often think you know I've been at Vision for yeah nearly 12 years now and I often think gosh you know at some point surely I'm going to get to the point where I think oh yeah I've already done this before but you, you never do it's always new and you're always thinking what is the right thing to do like what should we do here and it's always that kind of but Mm. that's that's important and that's the way the way it should be because you have to be client-led and and no two people have the same lives do they so you should be thinking that way and they say variety is the spice of life yeah definitely so I'm looking at your annual review uh your last annual review and the um advocacy support tell me about that yeah so unfortunately that's actually a service that's kind of finished now but it was um a service that we got some short like I think it was a couple of years funding for and it was able to kind of support parents or families where they needed the advocacy advice so it might be going into schools and helping with um EHCP plans um advocating for the child to kind of get a a a different level of of support through something so it could be um yeah getting an autism assessment um but a lot kind of was really about helping the parents often with ehcp plans to kind of get that support in place at school for clients wow. Gosh, yeah. um yeah so it was so a what really kind of uh, things have you got going on at vision at the moment then is there any kind of i know you talked about how you've changed your services a lot to online but is there any new kind of services coming out at the moment or i know you're coming up to uh your 28th birthday yeah so I could talk about our uh, 28 campaign if that was okay yeah. so what we're doing is 28 and 28 so what we're asking people to do is anything to do with 28 as a kind of a fundraiser for us mm-hmm. so for example we've got a, a seven-year-old um lad who's kind of doing 28 star jumps for 28 days um, <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> February, which I think is really impressive because I would struggle to do 28 days and bless him he's he's kind of I think he's like nearly raised about 200 pounds for us which is brilliant so um some people are baking goodies and taking them oh, around yeah. to neighbors yeah um our CEO is doing 28 days of exercise for 28 minutes but it's kind of boot camp minutes which Ooh. I always think is a bit fun on so yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. you doing Sam? have you committed to anything yet no I just want to get through 28 <laughs> days of February basically <laughs> Can we commit to having 28 gins Kedrin 28 different gins in in the month of March yeah. <laughs> yeah I know I was only thinking that I was thinking I'm gonna have to before the February is out I'm gonna have to think about my 28 we did 26 back at the beginning of lockdown mm-hmm. and that it's 28 because we're going to be 28 at the end of this 
year and so in the first lockdown we had um 26 so I did get my uh, housemate at the time to cut off two inches and six two inches and six off my hair so I'd have ah. locked down haircut which I thought was really brave it was a bit wonky <laughs> you get your housemate to do it um, last year as we were going into lockdown uh, the London Marathon team put a comp- campaign together called 26.2 or something like that yeah yeah and it was off that as well actually it was linked to that it was yeah go and run a marathon or do something we had all yeah. sorts of people doing all sorts of things like 26 cartwheels around the garden yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no it was good fun how would they how would they get involved Is yeah so they can go onto our website yeah they can like us on facebook or instagram and um, we're on twitter so yeah just really would be great if they could get involved in that the other thing which we're going to be putting out at the end of February time or after half term is our springtime fun pack so that's kind of aimed at children that are from primary schools and it's an online pack of activities for uh, children or families to download uh, for the Easter break and it gives loads of different activities that they can do over the Easter holidays Um, and everybody who downloads a pack will get put into a prize draw and the top prize is an Alton Towers family pass for the day for four people which is exciting and lots of other goodies as well excellent that sounds good yeah well-being stats i'm not going to test you on them i'll tell you what they say (laughs) brilliant thanks (laughs) talk about um 576 mentoring sessions this is looking back to yeah uh, 576 mentoring sessions to 20 to 99 different clients yeah uh, 361 group work sessions and mm-hmm. 1036 family sessions just tell me the difference between those sessions and how they work so the mentoring is goal-based um approach so what we'll do is we'll work with a client between sort of six and, and eight weeks maybe up to 12 and we identify a, a goal so it's more goal focused than counseling so often young people come to us and they go oh, you know i'm i'm struggling with school and i want to uh, know how i can manage kind of my anxiety better at school or i'm struggling with my anger and i want to manage my anger better at school and we'll be a lot more goal-based around the way that we work with them the family work we do a real wide range of family work so we've just introduced uh, webinars since the lockdown what we did before the lockdown is we had parent empowerment hour groups um, and people would come together and has peer support but we were finding that it was quite a struggle I think for people to do that at home online after they've been working um, all day online Um, so what we now offer um, and it's taken a been a really really good response is is webinars and they're kind of um, about 45 minutes an hour webinar about a certain topic and people can log on and you don't have to show yourself you can just listen to the presenter and then if they can't make that time they can watch them in advance so we've got quite a wide range of different topics such like the uh, teenage brain um i'm just having a little look at what we've got yeah teenage brain building resilience and self-esteem understanding anxiety that's to help parents kind of support their children really oh, the teenage uh, brain one must be quite a workshop yeah 
it's fascinating it's fascinating because so much happens in the brain when when the teenagers isn't it it's kind of all sorts of hormones going all over the show all sorts of changes as well yeah and I think sometimes you know parents go what what's going on with my child and then actually you understand it I mean there's big effects of kind of dopamine and serotonin change and you know they're going through a lot of change aren't they and plus a pandemic on top of that so what would you say has been the most prevalent thing that you've had to deal with you know is it is it that typical teenage things going through change is it school is it family or is covid and the lockdown being you know that's been cited as the main issue i think it always goes back to for us our common thing is anxiety about 60 percent of our referrals we get in for young people is anxiety and often it's linked to school um and the pressure of school and again as i said like you know all young people we get in are individuals so it's gonna make up a a different factor but I think what Covid does is it kind of emphasises everything that's going on particularly this lockdown I think the other lockdowns there wasn't quite the pressure on them with school mm. and I think this lockdown with the uncertainty um, but our main work really is around anxiety anxiety relationships low mood and that's kind of yeah the stuff that we deal with sort of day in day out really and it's that helping young people to um, gain some kind of strategies or some ways that they can help themselves when they are feeling anxious because you know we all have periods in our lives where we maybe feel anxious and anxiety is a really a natural feeling to have isn't it but it Mm -hmm. if it starts to kind of feel completely overwhelming then that's Mm -hmm. when good to get some help isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely is there such a thing as a typical kind of you work with somebody for a few weeks or a whole term or you've got people signed up for a couple of years yeah no so our typical work is six to twelve weeks so that's in terms of mentoring and counselling again our family work so the other element of our family work is we have um, a team of of family support workers that will go in and do some um, work with families and and that's about strategies and working together like how to improve relationships with the family but yeah typically a young person will come in so what they will do is we'll have a referral in and the first thing that we offer a young person is what we call an open access appointment and that's to come in and just have a chat with one of our workers to understand about vision so it's not to come in and have a full-on assessment straight off because what we were finding in the past we introduced the open access service because we were finding we were getting a lot of referrals from um, social workers or GPs and actually when you for counselling but when you sat down with the young person sometimes it wasn't what they wanted you know they might want mentoring they might not actually want to be there so what we introduced was um, an open access service and it's kind of a 30 minute 45 minute chat with a worker to say right what's going on what this is vision this is what we do what would you like and then from that meeting it's really good because what we can do is kind of agree with the young person what is the best support for them going forward we can also give them some initial um, strategies you know it doesn't always happen but sometimes you might have a young person who just come in and they just want to blurt something out and actually they feel a lot better and you can say well have you thought about this this and this mm. and actually they decide to then not come back you know we've we have had a few where that's happened well it's silly them waiting on a waiting list for counseling when it is just they just need to get something off their chest otherwise it would be that you know they'll come in and we we'll agree say let's say we agree that actually counselling is the right thing for them they then kind of get referred into the counselling team and have kind of their more 
full on kind of counselling assessment at that point where we use different kind of screening tools and outcome tools and things with them. But I just, yeah, we just felt that actually it's about seeing where that young person is at that time and do we have any safety worries about them at that point so can we make sure that they're safe do they need you know stepping up to cams or do we need to speak to social care so it's really about just trying to understand where they are at that point when they first come to us and that's really good that the fact that you have that kind of consultation that just people don't come with you and you just say right well this is the service going to give you yeah and sometimes actually they you know actually once you've explained to them the other services and they understand them sometimes they think oh right yeah and I wouldn't mind trying that and Mm. and I think the thing is that vision often our services change because we're always trying to adapt to young people and and we've had to massively adapt with covid but yeah you know what we our service might look quite different in six months time and what we offer or a year's time because we're always trying to respond I think the the kind of the core of the work that we do like the open access the mentoring the counselling will always be there because that's what young people want that's what they're telling us they want at this point mm-hmm. um but you know groups flex and change and yeah, society change and kids change they're probably the ones that are impacted most especially with things like social media changing all the time and that must have a big impact on Mm. young people's mental health too yeah no yeah it does tell me about the uh volunteer opportunities at vision yeah so we've got um obviously there's always fundraising um that people can do for us which is always really gratefully received uh the other thing we're looking for at the moment is well we're going to be going out at the end of feb is recruiting for some help with our initial contact team so that's the team that kind of looks after the open accesses that takes those kind of phone calls when people first call up so we're looking for some volunteers to kind of come and help that initial contact team with those kind of initial speaking to clients taking referrals getting the open accesses booked in um do they need a qualification to do that no but what we're just asking for is some experience of of working with young people Mm. families so having some kind of knowledge of of working with children and and young people um we we kind of take in volunteer counsellors um something that we've just had to put a little pause on just through this lockdown whilst we're trying to work out kind of get a a new system in place to support them because they used to come into our bases and it's obviously quite a different way of working online so um but from kind of the summer I think we'll we'll start to go back out again to get volunteer counsellors in Mm. as well great good stuff I think we've gone through lots of stuff there I'm just saying I was just going to say look at the uh look at your website because it's a very comprehensive website with plenty of information there is there anything else that you that we haven't covered that you want to mention no and I suppose the other thing that we've got on our website is a Q&A service so people can go on and ask us questions and we can answer them for them so if this is something around mental health or mm. um covid that they want some support with they can yeah go on and ask us about that and so, um, people can find you but because uh, vision's spelt a little bit unusual could you just uh, tell us what the address is and um yeah so our, our web address is is www.vision which is v-i-s-y-o-n.org.uk um and they can go on and find us on the website and as i said we're on twitter facebook and instagram so if they search for vision they'll be able to find us thank you Great stuff. And uh, yeah, just your tagline, if you like, Vision is a charity that supports the emotional health of children, young people and their families. So if anyone listening 
thinks that vision can help and you're in the eastern do you say north staffs area just yeah a bit off and leak we big work. Leak area yeah. then certainly get in touch yeah them. and that's the other thing we offer to parents we offer like an open access appointment to parents as well because sometimes they just you know often parents kind of say to us well is this normal should this be mm. you know is that is this okay should I be worried about this and sometimes you just want to sound something off to somebody don't you yeah, so yeah. kind of just get a bit of a sense of is that okay or not yeah. and and you know we can we can help with that so what we normally do for our guests sam is we ask them a little bit about themselves in terms of what what makes you happy but also a top tip or something that you do for your mental health okay yeah so you know i was kind of thinking about this because i thought you might ask me this <laughs> question um i actually i really like and it's something that we do with the young people is we use the five ways to well-being the i think it was the new economic foundation wasn't it that that did it some time yeah. ago and actually i think at vision we use that a lot with young people which in it's about connecting being active keep learning helping others and take notice and personally for me it's about going outside and being in nature so it's about kind of yeah I need to get out walking most days and I like to go through the woods near where I live and take notice of kind of what I see and that's what is my thing that works for me but I think for everybody it's kind of finding what works for you isn't it because everybody's kind of different but I think that using that kind of basis of the five ways to well-being we kind of say to clients you know you talk a lot about you know eating your five fruit and veggie day don't you but but what do you do for your well-being and and often that five way to well-being can be a really useful kind of tool to go back and sort of think well am I connecting with people am I talking to people am I you know speaking to my friends am I speaking to kind of family members am I kind of connecting enough and am I getting outside and doing a bit of exercise or doing a hit workout with is it Joe Wicks that does all these (laughs) I avoid those (laughs) (laughs) so I think the um I think we're locked down we've all been able to have time to do that extra bit of exercise and that extra bit of going out and feeling at one with nature and Mm -hmm. uh just getting some fresh air really but yeah uh, Lucky to I think work. those five ways to wellness are even more prevalent and things to, to think about um, yeah. during lockdown, you know, especially the thing that you said about like connecting with people when you can't necessarily yeah. be with the people that you, you know, and yeah. getting out within your restrictions that you can. So many people have said to us, haven't they, Liz, during the uh, recording about that's the one thing that they do for their mental health is getting out, being in nature. Yeah. It's really important. Definitely. It's been the most common one, definitely. Yeah. yeah and I think it's so important isn't it for your sleep as well to get mm. some daylight to your skin every every day you know it, it really it really can help people sleep better and, and have a routine so you so you get into kind of a good routine I think you know it's probably sometimes easier said than done but I think if you can get yourself into a good routine and get out each each day and get some daylight it does really help with your is it circadian rhythms I think they they say oh. isn't it? Oh, very technical uh, <laughs> yeah so I think it just helps you means you produce the right hormones to help you sleep at night if you can get some daylight oh interesting um, now Sam you have to tell us this is no use to our, our listeners but we're looking at you on zoom and mm. in the background I thought you had prints on your wall of something oh like, it's a mobile it, it's, it's a mobile isn't it I've just realized it's moving yeah it swings around it's a mobile that's nice but, yeah I like, nice. yeah. Yeah. It's like, I like to I look at like a Chinese 
plant or something growing up. No, it's oh. no, it's a mobile that I bought. Oh, I think I need Some a mobile. Time ago. Yeah, it's lovely yeah. just sitting looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> really relaxing. That's a top mobile, tip. Get yourself a mobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works for babies, so why don't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Sam, it's been great to talk to you. Do you want to just, just quickly recap on your contact details? So um, people can get in touch with us. They can go onto our website, which is www.vision.org.uk. They can find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. And they can also call us in our office, which is 01260 Thank you very much indeed for your time. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Great, to, great to meet you. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.